This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. What's going on, everybody? It's the Texas Gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and of course, the one and the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Well, hello. 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 Uh, before we start today's episode, we wanted to actually give you uh, everybody a special shout-out and special thank you for everybody who's listened, but also everybody who uh, went and uh, nominated us. We got nominated for some special awards here that we're mm-hmm. very excited about. Um, this is a, uh, uh, I believe, from the Rant Podcast. Mm. Which is awesome. Uh, the rant is on Twitter at at the RVNT Pod. Uh, they had an, a special uh, wrestling podcast nomination awards mm-hmm. episode, um, and uh, yeah, um, uh, we got nominated for best duo and for best uh, or or rather, um, yeah, best best duo and best newcomers. Best newcomers, yes. Yeah, yeah. So thank you to the rant for giving us that shout out, and thank you for everybody out there who nominated us as well as uh, the Queen of Ne, who is nominated for best podcast amongst other awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else from uh, the Brain Busta family crew, uh, you know, got, also got nominated. Uh, you know, Josh Robinson, uh, Badlands, Everything Pro Wrestling podcast. Um, uh, NPA podcast that's that's uh, with JPQ mm-hmm. over there. No particular angle. Uh, the Queen and Pup Connection, obviously. Uh, him obviously, and Queen. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, thank you, really and truly, everybody. Uh, yes, yes. You know, thank you. Who nominated us? Um, uh, we're very excited. If I missed out on anybody, you know, forgive me. Uh, but yes, um, we're very excited. And thank you for for nominating us. Uh, definitely make sure to uh, follow the RVNT pod on Twitter because those Twitter polls are going to start soon. Mm-hmm. You know, we would uh, we would like to win the awards yeah. if we possibly can. So yeah. definitely, uh, uh, if we can have your vote, we would greatly appreciate it. Yes, of course. And, uh, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Um, but anyway, on with today's show. Yes. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by. Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD or CBD distillate tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. 
I personally use them for all kinds of things like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors, uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. More heartwarming than a flight out of Saudi Arabia, this week's episode of Headlock Talk is jam-packed full of all sorts of knowledge, like, you know, SmackDown being cool, Full Gears next weekend, yeah, yeah. and, you know, something about Saudi Arabia. I don't know, Stephen, have you heard about this? Oh, oh God. And we are back. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Indeed, Steven. And and you know what? Welcome back, man. Oh, man. What's up? It's good to be here. It's good to have you back, man. I I know you were under the weather last week, and, you know, I I really missed you. Josh was awesome. Josh from Wrestling Reverb. Josh is always awesome. Yeah, he he was a great stand-in, but there's really no substitute for the one and the only Mr. Steven Grudy. Oh, Tanner. My heart. Yes. My heart. Yes. And I am the jacked Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. Oh, shit. Are we making the transition? (laughs) Look at this. It's good news. Big Papa Pump, eat your heart out. <laughs> Man, we really need to get a camera in here. You guys need to see these biceps. I'm They're barely fitting in this chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, no, it's, it's nice to have you back. And, you know, we got to talk a lot about wrestling because there's a lot of crazy shit going on. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good to be back. And uh, yeah, like you said, we have a lot. A lot of stuff to talk about, so this is kind of a really cool <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Know, <laughs> throw them in, into the fire. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man. Yeah, we've got so much that we need to talk about, and um, I guess uh, there's no other way that I guess we could start the show uh, other than talking about the big news of the week. Yes. Uh, things that had ramifications on all sorts of different levels. Mm. Um, money, power, politics, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flights. Um, so yeah, uh, Crown Jewel was this past week, and uh, uh, on Halloween, um, yes. I didn't watch it. I I know what happened. I know the results. I I did. I chose not to watch it. Um, I uh, I also chose not to watch it. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I mean, we we can go on and yeah. on about it. Our, our listeners know our opinions on it. Yes. So. Well, if you are new to Headlock Talk, uh, Stephen and I are are defiant against uh, the the crown jewel being a thing, and and you know the all the aspects that go into WWE being in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. um, just for a, a plethora of reasons. Um, but um, obviously, the card was was what it was. You right. Know? Um, the Fiend is the champion now. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so you know, should have done it a month ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the more interesting tale here is what happened during uh, Crown Jewel showing, 
and uh, what happened after. Um, so we've actually got a couple of really awesome and insightful articles here from WrestlingNews.co uh, from Paul Davis, and we will actually drop these the links to these articles uh, in the uh, show notes here, Stephen. And thank you actually for finding these articles because of course they're really insightful. Yeah. Um, so the first one here by Paul Davis is a uh, report Crown Prince ordered WWE talent off of the plane after Vince McMahon cut off Crown Jewel TV feed in Saudi Arabia due to money issue. Oh, wow. That's, uh, oh my God, it's so crazy, man. It's it's very strange. Um, so, so basically, if you hadn't heard... Uh, you know, uh, and Paul Davis goes into this article here, uh, detailing uh, Spanish language announcer, former Spanish language announcer for WWE, Hugo Savinovich, um, who's got connections here in uh, the wrestling biz as well as in Saudi Arabia. So he's he's in the know as to what's going on. Um, but essentially, the, uh, a lot of the roster, the roster was supposed to come home on Friday particularly the SmackDown roster, because they had a show that night for Fox. Right. Hooray. <laughs> um, little did they know, though, here, um, you know, some issues were going to arise. Uh, Savinovich regularly does wrestling recap shows on his Facebook page, and on Friday night, he recapped Friday night. SmackDown spoke about uh, the death of his wife, Diane. So our uh, sincerest condolences, yes, Hugo. Um, uh, to your wife and, and, and family. Um, he also added some credibility to the speculation about the uh, situation with the flight delays in Saudi Arabia that affected WWE talent. WWE's claim is that the flight was delayed due to mechanical issue, but the word going around among the wrestlers is that there was an unrelated issue uh, with the plan that caused the delays. Uh, Savinovich noted that Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman were able to leave the country uh, because uh, Lesnar flies on a private plane. Lesnar and Heyman left a couple of hours after the show and before the travel issues with the rest of the roster surfaced. Um, it should also be noted that Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, this is separate from this article, but you know, yeah. also to be noted here, uh, Hogan and Flair and uh, Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart, they also took their own charter here. Um, so... There's, there's that for what it's worth. Uh, Savinovich added that McMahon was not paid for two shows in Saudi Arabia. He says that he doesn't know the exact figure that is owed, but uh, but that he's owed millions of dollars, and it could be somewhere between $300 and $500 million. That's a lot of money. Owed to WWE. That's a ton of money. Yeah. Because, uh, so, uh, A, it's astounding. You would even go back to Saudi Arabia, even if they haven't paid you for the one show already. Right, yeah. So that's crazy. Um, he added that McMahon retaliated by cutting off the Crown Jewel live TV feed in Saudi Arabia. Man. Yeah. Um, Savinovich went on to say that the Crown Prince was so upset by the feed being cut off that he ordered to have the wrestlers be taken off of Atlas Air just before the plane was about to take off. Savinovich was very clear when he said this is not hearsay rumor and that he heard this directly from someone who has direct knowledge of the situation. So... Obviously, he's got some first-hand details here, of course. Right. Uh, Savinovich pointed out that if mechanical issues were the reason for the plane being delayed, then McMahon could have easily paid to get his wrestlers on another flight so they could get to SmackDown in Buffalo. However, as already stated above, Savinovich says that the issues has everything to do with money and the Crown Jewel feed being cut off and the order from the Crown Prince in retaliation. 
Um, several mainstream outlets, including CNN, reported on Thursday about WWE's uh, stock plunging due to concerns from state uh, stockholders rather about the company not being able to secure a new uh, new TV deal in the Middle East. It's not clear if this is a uh, if this is related to the money issues with Saudi Arabia, but this is more of a, this is definitely a story worth following here. So mm-hmm. definitely more updates to come. This here also uh, another follow up uh, article. Uh, Vince McMahon actually uh, he left on his own charter plane. Uh, he Man. left. He, so he left the wrestlers there, um, and then like him, he left on his own. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman left, and then uh, apparently uh, Hogan and Flair and Jimmy Hart left as well. Uh, I also heard that Tyson Fury somehow also was able to get out of Saudi Arabia, but everybody else, including Kane Velasquez, was still um, stranded there. Mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, another article here by Paul Davis. Some WWE uh, wrestlers have lost respect for Vince McMahon after recent issues in Saudi Arabia. Uh, this was actually as of yesterday, November the 4th. The entire roster that flew out to Saudi Arabia arrived in the United States a few hours ago. Most of them will remain in the New York City area since Monday Night Raw is set to take place in Uniondale. WWE claimed that mechanical issues caused the long delays in Saudi Arabia, but former WWE announcer Hugo Savinovich, who we just heard from, uh, says the issues were not related to the plane at all. Uh, he says the issue was the Crown Jewel ordered to have the wrestlers taken off the plane in retaliation for, the, for McMahon cutting off the Crown Jewel TV feed in Saudi Arabia. The issue, according to Savinovich, arose due to McMahon being owed millions of dollars by the Saudi government for the previous shows. A lot of wrestlers are unhappy about what went down and have sworn they would never go back. Uh, so, <laughs> there, there's that for what it's worth. Mm. Uh, wrestlers were understandably upset because of the long travel and the long delays make their rough travel schedule even worse, but a lot of the frustration is being directed at Vince McMahon himself. I spoke to one wrestler, not me, P- Paul Davis. <laughs> Paul right. Davis spoke with a wrestler uh, who said the frustration with McMahon is, is that he left before the travel issues surfaced and there were rumors going around that McMahon's money issues with the Crown Prince left them stranded. Uh, the feeling is that McMahon should have stayed with the crew until the plane was ready to leave. Instead, McMahon and his staff were uh, one of the first people to board their private plane. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman were among the people, were also among the people who left early because WWE provides a private plane for Lesnar per the terms of his contract. Great. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> why? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I get it. Brock Lesnar's a megastar, but like that's a bit far, I think. I mean, yeah. Um, and plus, I mean, for him to just leave on his own, I mean, look, it's in his contract, whatever. I don't care, but look, yeah. that's. Ugh. Um, just makes this situation worse, really. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They would have likely now known about the issues between McMahon and the Crown Prince. I guess the, they're speaking of the talent. In a tweet response about Friday Night SmackDown, Dave Meltzer pointed out that the wrestlers have lost mix, uh, lost respect for McMahon. He tweeted in response to another Twitter user about SmackDown. Um, uh, let me see here. The person asked, Ciampa would have lost if it was a Vince show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Melter responds, except it was a Vince show. Look, say whatever you want about Vince. And right now, after this week, a lot of talent have lost a great deal of respect for him. But this was a Vince show and it was and it was good TV. The idea of pretending that it wasn't is just baffling. Which, I mean, that, that brings us to SmackDown. And we're going to talk about how awesome SmackDown was yes. here momentarily. But yes, um, 
So there's a lot here. Yeah, there's there's, there's, there's a, a ton lot. to unpack here, and I know Stephen, you've got a lot of opinion about all this. I do, I do. So you know, obviously we we've talked extensively about our opinion on Saudi Arabia and our opinion on the the deal that Saudi Arabia has with WWE and vice versa. Um, yes, I think it's dumb. I, I I really don't think it's worth it to be going through all this. Blah blah blah, whatever. But then this brings us to last Friday where you have the leader of the Saudi Arabian government ordering your roster off of the plane because you cut the feed because he didn't pay you or yeah because he didn't pay you right now i don't i don't want to get too into this just because this isn't a politics show that's not what we're going for but let me just say this yeah the Saudi Arabian government is very scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's very scary. And that is a huge deal. Yeah. The Saudi prince ordering your roster off of a plane. Yeah. And you've already left in your <laughs> private plane. Yeah. <laughs> like any any number of things could have happened. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like and and that makes it even scarier, right? It, it's it's extremely scary. Yeah, and and the, the the fact that Brock Lesnar has his own private plane that that's 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 like, dumb, but <laughs> not even part of my point, really. Right. But you know, you you have these shows, and, and this deal is all about money, and, and it's the reason you're having these shows is because the Saudi government is supposed to be paying you butt loads and butt loads of money, right? Right. But apparently they're not, and Vince is owed you know upwards of 300 million dollars for some shows that he's done in saudi arabia yeah but he's not getting paid for that right and so what is the point of this you're you're having your wrestlers be stranded in saudi arabia and not get paid and not get paid oh my god it's 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 honestly very scary yeah and very confusing as to really why this is still going on honestly yes um and and i mean even more so right like if this doesn't convince most of the talent to stand up and say no we're not going again right or vice versa if it doesn't if it doesn't like translate <laughs> to Vince McMahon himself maybe i shouldn't go to saudi arabia next time yeah, you think? <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's impossible. Like, like I, you cannot like money that much to where it's worth it. And I know that it has a big, big deal as far as your 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 spending and your costs are concerned. But there's so many other ways that you can make money other than going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and, and you know, putting putting your wrestlers. Or, or your independent contractors at, at risk, you know? Right. Like, again, don't want to say anything about the Saudi government, but that is scary, man. Right. That is, that is very scary. And, and if, I don't know what eventually happened for the Saudi prince to be like, okay, go ahead and get on the plane and, and get out of here. I don't know if there was an agreement made. I don't know if there was the the money transaction that, that needed to happen. I don't know what led to them finally being able to leave, but... What would have happened, you know, if he didn't let them leave? That, that That's frightening as hell, man. It, it's very yeah. scary. And 
honestly, in, in this day and age in 2019, that is freaking unacceptable, man. Like, how? Yeah. How are you just going to let that slide? I don't know, man. I don't know. This is one of the many things that we've questioned uh, about policy uh, within WWE. And I don't know. I hope that this is the 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 light here <laughs> that 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 shines down on everybody and says you know what maybe maybe it's not worth it right maybe it's not worth it to go and do all of this right um you know so and i mean you even had dave Meltzer, and and this is this is hearsay or not hearsay but this is just beyond you know the the argument here is he you know on wrestling observer radio he was talking about like you know this is what should lead the the talent to, to unionize you know, and and you know, uh, you know, fight for their 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 rights as as workers within there. And I mean, look, I mean, that's something that uh, a, f- a favorite of yours and mine, mm-hmm. David Starr, has been talking about for uh, the whole last year, maybe maybe last year or two. Mm-hmm. So I mean, look, it's. I think that this should be a, a turning point for a lot of different people in that organization. Yeah, and if you can't learn from this. Then look, I don't know what to, what else to tell you, right? <laughs> but there was a bit of a silver lining, yes, with all of this here. There was Friday Night SmackDown was in severe need of some talent because you did have Daniel Bryan, you had uh, the Miz who stayed behind, and you had a lot of the women's roster stay behind too. But you needed a lot of a lot of holes that needed to be filled, <laughs> so they. Put on this awesome NXT invasion angle, where Tommaso Ciampa he comes out and you know uh, beats the Miz, yeah. and then you have um, you know this awesome awesome match between Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole for the NXT title, uh, which was like a twenty five minute epic. That I was just all over that, which you don't get in WWE very often. Uh, no. of just two extremely talented guys just letting letting them go. You know that doesn't right. happen very often, right? Like like Daniel Bryan had somebody who finally spoke his language, right? With right. <laughs> like not that and nobody did, but like you know they performed a quote unquote NXT or maybe even more more uh, accurately here an independent wrestling style match right right an indie style match and it was wonderful it had all the twists and turns that you'd want none of the over scripting and you know all the shenanigans that you would normally associate with wwe matches it was just a fantastic match yeah yeah um so yeah um loved the show uh shana baszler also i think she attacked bailey you know nxt was all over this right so what this is leading to is this NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown um, Survivor Series, right? Mm-hmm. And I I would like to think uh, I would like to think that I'm very happy with all of this here because of how awesome NXTs looked and because they got exposure on Fox. Mm-hmm. I can only think that means good things. Yeah. Right. Um. But I'm 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 feeling cautiously optimistic here, Stephen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it, it was a great show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the only thing that that I'm left thinking about though is that you know this wasn't necessarily supposed to happen. You know, it 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 was a product of necessity 
if you will, you know. And so I'm wondering if uh, well, they they already plugged Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT on Crown Jewel, though. No, I understand. I, I just mean uh, with the whole like NXT invasion angle on SmackDown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is it, it was a product of necessity, right? And uh, I I don't think we'll be seeing very much of that going forward unless unless we hmm. need to. Interesting. Yeah. I I mean I I really think that this kind of maybe opened up the floodgates a little bit. I think we probably will see a SmackDown or a, or a Raw. Um, where you have some NXT presence, I think you will see some of that. I think you'll maybe you might even see some SmackDown and Raw presence on NXT this week. I, d- I just don't know. Yeah, but I think this is maybe the launch that NXT needed to maybe finally get up there in the ratings with AEW on Wednesdays. Yeah, and, and you know I, I really hope it does because all those people are, are super talented. And SmackDown mm-hmm. uh, last week was a really great show. Mm-hmm. I just man, I. Uh, I don't think I trust Vince to to really keep it going forward. Honestly. Well, and that's why I'm a little bit cautious, right? Yeah. Because at the same time, it's like, okay, so you let all of NXT go over on SmackDown. Yeah. You let all of them go over, right? So what's the best way of putting it here? I love NXT, but I'm also waiting for the other end of the receipt to come, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like when we get to Survivor Series... Look, I mean, you're doing war games the night before for NXT. And that's awesome, right? Yeah. I'm super excited for it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen. But that means that you're now going to have NXT talent that are going to work two nights in a row. They don't make anywhere near the, the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. So maybe if anybody should unionize, it's the NXT guys and gals, right? They deserve a fair pay on this one here. And I don't know. Uh, I just feel as though the end of the receipt is going to be NXT might get you know trampled on a little bit on Survivor Series. I mean, that was my first thought even when they announced it. You know, this Vince Vince isn't going to let them go over. Like that that's just that's my opinion on it. I I really don't think that he really wants to put that much weight on NXT at this mm-hmm. point, which is very strange to me considering, you know, AEW's <sighs> been really killing it on the ratings and everything. They they propped up NXT on USA to to go head-to-head with AEW, but I, I still think with, in terms of how Vince is thinking, and I don't know Vince, but yeah. you know, I, I still think that he's thinking it's it's Raw and SmackDown all the way, and we, we put NXT there because we needed to put something, but it's Raw and SmackDown. Well, and maybe we're painting Maybe we're painting an imaginary picture of what Raw and SmackDown is uh, versus NXT is going to actually look like. Yeah, I mean, we could have all sorts of different things happen where we have uh, a match where someone from NXT takes on somebody from SmackDown, and then somebody from Raw takes on somebody from SmackDown, and then somebody from Raw takes on somebody from NXT, and all this other stuff. Right. It might not be a traditional Survivor Series kind of thing, but that's just me. And you know what? I think that it could. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be a, a very interesting. Survivor Series, I, I would not expect us to have Adam Cole versus The Fiend versus Brock Lesnar. I'm not expecting that anytime soon. I don't want that either. I, I think what you'll probably have is Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. And Rey Mysterio might actually win. He might beat Brock and just to bring the title back to Raw. And then Fiend versus Seth. See, I think Vince will... <laughs> see you're saying you know Rey Mysterio might win to bring the title back yeah I think Vince is gonna make it confusing as hell for a long time just so that Rey Mysterio doesn't win against Brock because Rey's a tiny guy Brock's a big guy and and Vince doesn't like that matchup well then I mean the other option is 
Seth beats the Fiend, and then where 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 is Survivor Series taking place? I don't know. Where where is that? Let me. Uh, Wikipedia says, "Oh, it's taking place in Chicago." Oh, so okay. guess what? You know what? You're gonna have a fucking riot on your hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's that. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Survivor strange Series. times, like really. Yeah, it's very strange times. It, it, WWE. <laughs> Vince just can't seem to get a win. No, no, not right now. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody love me? <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> here's something, some breaking news, Stephen. Oh, some breaking news out of New Japan uh, Power Struggle here. Okay. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi, the man who we all thought was put into retirement here after a 16-month absence, has returned to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hey! Yeah. Uh, this is reported uh, on Wrestling Observer, uh, uh, F4WOnline.com, by Brian Rose. Uh, he uh, uh, Hiromu Takahashi yeah, returned after 16-month absence. Uh, he... Uh, Let's see here. Following a successful IWGP junior title defense against Bushi this morning at Power Struggle, Will Ospreay cut a promo asking who will challenge him next. After nobody responded, he started to leave when a video started to play. Uh, similar with uh, to the time bomb, time bomb vignettes that aired prior to Hiromu Takahashi's return from excursion. The timer was set for January 4th. Hiromu Takahashi's cat dolls Daryl and uh, Noru? Uh, then emerged. Sorry, I don't. I couldn't, don't know how to fully pronounce that. Actually, um, they emerged uh, from the video screen and then lit a bomb that started a timer for ten seconds. After the countdown hit zero, Takahashi emerged. God so, damn! Uh, basically, he ran around the ring. He said that he would make the junior division more fun and mock those who <laughs> for saying he should tone down his style by taking bumps all over the ring. He then, in English, challenged Osprey to a match at Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. So, what a way to boom. come back. Wow. Pow. <laughs> that was, that's going to be an awesome match. Takahashi. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Takahashi versus Osprey will be killer. Um, yeah, Takahashi, so, yeah. That, that's one of the names that I'm not very familiar with. Um, I've definitely heard, you know, his name oh. be, being uh, spouted around for sure. Um, but I, I believe he got injured uh, long before I started uh, watching New Japan, like, on the regular so i'm not very familiar with him but uh apparently he he's good enough to challenge will osprey at wrestle kingdom he, so i'm down he's he's definitely one of my favorites and I, I remember showing you a match i think it was actually from dominion 2018 okay the one where kenny faced uh okada mm, for mm. that that huge two out of three false match yeah, yeah the match before that was osprey versus takahashi okay so, so full circle yeah i like a l- little bit okay so this is this is going to be very interesting. I'm, I've looked very much forward to this, and it's a guy that Osprey hasn't faced in a while. I'm, I'm very excited for this. Hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah. No, that sounds that sounds like a hoot for sure. It is, man. I'm very excited for it. And you say he's a he's a junior heavyweight. Yes, correct. Okay, yes. junior heavyweight. Right on. Well, so it'll be kind of interesting with uh, Osprey, you know, slowly moving into more of the heavyweight division. It, it'll be kind of cool to see Osprey be the big guy. You know, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, Osprey. I mean, they're 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 close enough in size to where it won't make a huge difference. Okay, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I think that Takahashi will bring the fight, and like you said, Osprey is probably looking at moving up to heavyweight. So mm-hmm. who knows, man? I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah, that's some that's some great breaking news, man. 
Yeah. Good, good job. You know, finger on the... <laughs> What what is the phrase? Finger on the pulse of the, the wrestling world. There here. it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, more breaking news. Oh God. God damn. All right. Um, th- this one here is actually throwing me off guard. Uh, for all of our UFC fans out there. Ah. Okay. So if you like UFC, obviously there was an awesome UFC show last night. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Vidal uh, and Nate Diaz. Jorge Very Mas- controversial ending. Yes, Jorge Masvidal uh, won by uh, doctor stoppage in the mm-hmm. yeah, after the third round. Well, uh, this has led to a surge in popularity for Jorge Masvidal apparently because now he's being called out by Conor McGregor. So oh. Conor McGregor wants Jorge Masvidal. Um, look, I I like Conor McGregor. He's very talented. Um, he'll always get shtick for not uh actually defending any of his titles after he won them right but Ori masvidal is a bad bad man yeah stay far away from him connor and it, unless you well you, he, he's the baddest motherfucker champion yeah yeah if if connor values his life he'll stay away from Jorge masvidal because yeah, that I man mean, he probably values that paycheck <laughs> yeah you know well and masvidal would get paid even more that's oh, a, yeah. that would be a huge fight for ufc yeah but this is not a ufc podcast no. So, <laughs> Steven's like, no. No, I mean, I like I like UFC. I, I like this new mustache you're rocking, by the way. Oh, it's it's this is uh, <laughs> called the laziness stash. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was seeing you over there, like, priming it up, you know, make yeah, it all proper. Little, little, uh. <laughs> yeah. No, I really want a twisty mustache, but I... I uh, tried doing that, man. I can't, uh, I don't grow enough facial hair for that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you, bro. I hear you. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, see, now I'm really excited for that. Uh, who knows if that's actually going to take place with all of Connor's issues? But moving right along, mm-hmm. um, because this is a wrestling podcast, let's talk a little. Is it? It is. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the actual art of wrestling here, Stephen. Uh, we have a new segment called "This or That." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the snaps were. <laughs> I like the snaps. Those are cool. Yeah. This or that. Nailed All it. Right, cool. <laughs> um, anyway, here, this or that here is basically like a game where uh, you've got uh, some options here, this or that, and uh, Steven and I debate about it, right? Indeed. Yeah, so uh, with, uh, with this or that, <clears throat> we're going to go back to the first topic here. Uh, coming out of AEW, AEW put on a great show this week and determined the first ever AEW Tag Team Champions. Yes, yes. So beautiful match. With with all that being said, here SCU being the new Tag Team Champions, this or that, Stephen, who who would have made the better NXT or not NXT AEW rather Tag Team Champions? Do you like it being SCU or or would you have preferred it being uh, the Lucha Brothers? So this or that. So I'm very conflicted here. Okay, <laughs> I, I love both teams really. Yeah. Uh, if I do have to pick a favorite, I would say I like Lucha Bros just a little bit more. They're they're a little bit more uh, they're a mi- little bit more in line with my favorite style of wrestling. You know, they have the very fast paced Lucha style moves, whereas SCU they do definitely have some of those style moves. Uh, they definitely are a very creative tag team, um, but they're they're more of a big man style to a certain degree. And yeah, that, I mean that's, they can yeah. That, yeah, they, um, they, they can work it. They definitely can. Um, that being said, SCU is still very great. Um, yes. Let me say this. Yes. I do think SCU was probably the better choice. 
Mm. Just because um, SU can can cut some fantastic promos, right? Yes, and you know, at the this is the birth of AEW. We're we're still very new in AEW, building up. You know the different divisions, tag division, women's division, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I think it was a very smart decision to put the titles on SCU because they can build the the title and they can build the prestige of the title a little bit better, I think, than Lucha Bros can. Mm. That being said, though, my boys, man, they got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Lucha Bros. Uh, I I do think that they will be. Um, very very soon they will be the champions that's for sure um but scu i'm not going to complain about it i do think it's a smart business decision so right and this kind of um this kind of this (laughs) um this kind of shouts back to uh after dark 2 electric boogaloo Mm. if you haven't heard that episode go back and listen to it because it's a fun one it was very very fun uh (laughs) steven had a good time (laughs) yeah i had a good time too um but yeah we we had our friend mags on um you know and uh you know queen and josh and everybody was talking about you know um you know who's going to be the the aew tag team champions uh, hate to say it, but I told you so. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was going to come down to SCU and, and Lucha Bros. Um, but but something that Mags said that that's really ringing here in my mind as of right now. He he preferred actually the Dark Order being the champions because he liked the chase of of being of, of a heel team. Now that's not to say that I don't like that, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm actually going with a SCU uh, here as well. Um, I think that SCU is a great team who's very multifunctional. Multifunctional. Um, They played a great babyface team in this tournament, but they also play a great heel team as well. So they really put over how awesome Scorpio Sky was. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be even better when they're cutting heel promos on everybody. And you'll want to see that chase after SCU when somebody like Private Party comes after them. Or maybe even the Young Bucks. Who knows? Um, but I, I am going to go with SCU being the right choice here. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, it led to a fantastic match. Oh, yeah. The, so, the whole tournament was great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, more of this or that here. <laughs> um, more AEW-related stuff here. Mm. Full gear. We're going to do a full gear preview here in just a moment for you guys. Because uh, that's coming up next weekend. That's going to be awesome. But uh, for full gear, who's going to steal the show? Mm-hmm. Is it Moxley and uh, Omega with this lights out match? Or is it Cody and Jericho where we've got a three panel judge <laughs> or three judge panel rather mm-hmm. and a 60 minute time limit? Which match is going to steal the show here, Steven? Man, it's it's very that's they're both going to be awesome. Yeah. Let me just say that uh, for me. Personally, mm-hmm. it's probably gonna be Moxley Omega, just because those are—I mean, those are two of my favorite wrestlers in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Really, they're—they're um, they're both just fantastic at what they do, and they have fantastic chemistry together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I really like long, crazy, epic matches, mm-hmm. and with a sixty-minute time limit, that Cody Jericho match is gonna be freaking killer. So. 
for me personally, I'm going to go with Omega Moxley just because I've been waiting for that ever since Double or Nothing. I, I've been I've been wanting it super, super bad. And now they're finally giving it to me. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Mm. But the Cody Jericho is going to be great too. I'm going to go with Cody and Jericho here mm-hmm. for this or that. Um, I'm going to say that it is... It's interesting now that we have these new developments this week of, oh, this is going to be a 60-minute time limit. Oh, it's going to have these three referees. Mm -hmm. What that tells me is it's going to go the 60 minutes. Right, right. And with as awesome of a baby face as Cody is and as just smarmy and uh, uh, awesome uh, of a heel as Chris Jericho is, right, Um, it's going to make for an awesome awesome match yes right so i i really do feel as though this is going to have all the emotion it's going to it very well could go the full 60 minutes and it's going to go down to that judge's decision so that way cody he will still he may still lose but he's going to have you know maybe an out for why he lost Mm -hmm. right you know that way so he doesn't he doesn't diminish in value so that may be when the time comes where Cody does beat Jericho, if he does, then, you know, it's going to make it for all the bigger of a moment. Yeah. Or it just simply adds to the mystique of Chris Jericho. He was able to get out of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong. That Moxley and Omega match is going to be bonkers. Just absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. And I fully anticipate that Moxley's going to win this match. But yeah. I'm intrigued by these new developments about this Cody and Jericho match for sure. Yeah, 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 man. Um, full gear is going to be something. Full gear, yeah. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna open it up here in just a minute. It's gonna be fantastic. Um, I've got I've got some more this or, this or that for you though. Before, okay, <laughs> this or that. Um, <laughs> what are you more excited for, Stephen? A women's war games or the men's war games this year? So right off the bat, I'm going to say women's war games just because I haven't seen that before. Yeah, uh, I'm always intrigued by new developments, new things that I haven't seen. Um, I of course am excited for the men's war games. That 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 match and that that pay per view at NXT last year mm-hmm. was one of the main things that made me fall back in love with wrestling. It made me mm-hmm. fall back in love with NXT. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm extremely excited mm-hmm. about seeing it again. However. Women's war games, man. I haven't seen that before. I'm I'm pumped for it. I want to see that. I'm also going to say the women's match. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's um, uh, like you said. I'm also excited for the men's match as well. Right. I think that it's going to be very intriguing because you have Tommaso Ciampa, you have Matt Riddle, you have Keith Lee. They're going to be probably taking on Undisputed Era. Right. Right. Um. So maybe there's some holes that they need to fill in with the rest of the show. But with that said. You'll probably have uh, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano, God, and that ma- that match is going to be bonkers. And then you probably have they'll, they'll probably save it the the mystery partner for you know probably until the very last minute. And I would I would venture to bet that it's going to be Velveteen Dream. Mm. So you have you'll have this crazy dream team, <laughs> no pun intended, nah. of Velveteen, Champa, Keith Lee, and and um. Matt Riddle mm-hmm. taking on the Undisputed Era. Um, that sounds killer. It sounds awesome. Yeah. The one thing that I'm maybe slightly, I'm not worried about it, but the thing that I'm I'm thinking that's going to be a little bit eh would be like you have all of Undisputed Era in the same match, right? Yeah. And they're all the title holders. Yeah. So and they were also in War Games last year. 
True. So. And the year before that. Mm-hmm. So there's no real intrigue as far as like title defenses go. Right. Which, I mean, look, if you're if you're like me and you want to see the Tommaso Ciampa Adam Cole match, there's a little bit there to savor, right? But at the same time, yeah, it's it's it, it's whatever. As far as the women's match is concerned, that's gonna be very, very cool as well. I'm very excited for these ladies to have a, a real opportunity to have some Awesome, awesome matches. Yeah, here or, or or some some awesome time in the ring because War Games is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's just flat out what it is. Yeah, I mean it's as simple as that for sure. <laughs> and speaking of, uh, yeah, uh, not to break the fourth wall here or nothing, but uh, around that time is going to be actually Headlock Talks one year anniversary. So we're going to be going to be working on something special for you. We got some surprises. Some surprises. <laughs> um, let me see here. Turned into Mike Tyson for a little bit. Surprises. Surprises. <laughs> um, back to Saudi Arabia. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually got to witness some history. Mm. Uh, first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Natalia versus Lacey Evans. Uh, they were both required to wear... Uh, some non-revealing uh, attire, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that they got to wear the baggy WWE shirts. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, all in all, it was a fine match. It was, it was, you know, but it was more of a historic kind of symbol, right? Right. Um, what do you think of this here, though, Stephen? Because uh, a lot's been made and said of, you know. Uh, all sorts of different factors about the match and all the stuff surrounding Saudi Arabia is this or that? Is it more progressive or regressive? This women's match in Saudi Arabia, Stephen. Oh man. So I know we've talked about this a little bit already um, off the show. Uh, I'm kind of conflicted on this, you know, Okay. when when they announced that Natalia and Lacey Evans were going to be having a match in Saudi Arabia, I was excited. You know, that, that is a historic moment that, you know, it's, the first women's match in Saudi Arabia. That that is very historic. That is very big. Um, I did already assume that they would wear something like they did. Mm. You know that they they weren't going to go out in their regular ring attire. That's there's 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 no way the Saudi government would allow that, right? Right. Um, but but then you see it, and you see what they're wearing. Yeah. And you know I'm not I'm not one to say that like you know these wrestler these women's wrestlers need to be scantily clad to to be able to go out there and put on a good show because Lacey right. Evans and Natalia are extremely talented in their own right and they can both be wearing bodysuits and still be fantastic wrestlers that I'm that's not what I'm saying at all right what I am saying is that it kind of lessened the historic moment for me because the the attire did yes okay just because you know. Yeah, you had a women's match in Saudi Arabia, but that kind of shows that doesn't really seem like you really wanted to. Right. You know, and this is the concession that you made in order for it to be able to go on, but maybe the Saudi government really didn't want it to happen. Of course. And and I mean, I will say that I will, uh, you know, overall, if I boiled it down, uh, what I truly believe is that it is a progressive thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, we've often been critical of WWE, and we've been critical about, you know, the the state of the women's divisions, even after the the women's revolution, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you've got great women's talent on the roster, but sometimes they're not portrayed 
you know, that way or, right. or they're forced into the same box as the men, the men's wrestlers who they have to have the gimmick and they have to do this and that. And they'd have these scripted promos and everything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I do think that it's uh, progressive in a cultural sense uh, because I'm sure that there was little girls in the crowd who saw that and was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, maybe they, they aspire to be a women's wrestler in the future, whatever, sure. whatever that, that may be. Right. Um, I will say I'm not flattered uh, that uh, obviously they uh, they had a hand in censoring, uh, I guess to a degree, with you know having the the more baggy T-shirts so that they're not so revealing. Um, obviously, this is in a different country with a completely different culture. Right. That was my dog, by the way. Um, really. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't very flattered by that per se, but more so I wasn't flattered by. Um, uh, well, unfortunately, and you can see this here, Natalia, when she's walking down the ring, somebody in the crowd threw a water bottle at her. Mm-hmm. It, it, it went behind her. It didn't hit her, but it was thrown. And, I mean, you can clearly see that, A, probably the Saudi government didn't want that match to happen. And, B, there's probably a big portion of the more conservative men's crowd who did not want to see that match happen. Right. Maybe even some women in the crowd didn't want to see that match happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but for what it's worth, I think that this is more of a match about the future and hopefully better things to come than it is about um, the current state of things. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I mean, you definitely have a more positive outlook on it than I do, for sure. <laughs> um, uh. I don't know. It, it just really, for me personally, uh, you know, as a... <laughs> white male in Western America uh, definitely left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. For sure. No, I mean... Ta- I mean, t- take that how you will. That That's just my opinion. I'm not trying to, you know, talk down to anybody or, or anything like that. That's just my opinion. No, I, I definitely get that for sure. Let's talk about something a little bit more lighthearted, though. Let's do it. Uh, more surprising win here, Stephen, for this or that, to round everything out. More surprising win, Brock Lesnar or The Fiend? <laughs> here I'll, I'll i'll start it out okay i'm more surprised that brock lesnar won mm. i'm far more surprised and i'm especially more surprised about how he won right right it was this like it was, it was a whole like totally uh kayfabe mma type fight like mm-hmm. you had brock who's in his mma type gear you have kane who is also looking like he's in some mma type gear they're throwing kicks they're throwing punches it's supposed to look like a a a mixed martial arts fight right and in less than two and in just roughly actually about two minutes maybe a little bit over two minutes brock lesnar locks in a uh, a kimura on kane velasquez and taps him out in in just over two minutes Mm -hmm. i was very surprised I wasn't, I mean, I thought that the right move would have been to put the title on Kane, perhaps, so that way Kane could have the title on Raw, but that didn't happen. Um, I really don't know. I was also shocked about the length. I thought it could have lasted a bit longer, mm-hmm. um, but they did set up the Rey Mysterio match for the future, so that's that's something. <laughs> so, yeah. there you go. I mean, I don't know how I really feel about it, to be honest. Like... <laughs> WWE's been making some really strange decisions recently, yeah. and, and so if I'm really being honest, and this is kind of a cop out answer, but I'm just not surprised about anything at this point. Oh, okay. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, every I don't know, man. Every time they have the chance to really do something great and uh, you know build somebody up, 
it, it kind of just takes a left turn and, mm. and it, it just kind of pulls the rug out from under whatever they're doing. So, I mean, maybe the Brock thing, just because, you know, it, it switches the title from brands and, mm. and that's weird. Mm. But, I mean, I don't really know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it is surprising that The Fiend beat Seth and that The Fiend's the new champ. Mm-hmm. It's It's surprising. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, but that's the thing. At the same time, it's not, you know, yeah. like it, it no, could have right. gone either way. And I'd be like, yep, that's WWE for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's very Re- interesting for for me. WWE really, at least or especially for this last year, doesn't really have a very good track record of consistency. Mm. And so I don't really know what to expect from WWE anymore. They're they're kind of just gonna do what they're gonna do, and I'm gonna roll with the punches. But I don't, I don't even know what their end goal is with <laughs> with a lot of these people. So. No, no, you're right. I mean, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it could be it, it it's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get away from WWE land for a little bit. How does that sound, Steven? That sounds great. Okay. <laughs> I love WWE. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just man, it's just frustrating sometimes yeah yeah no I, I i totally get you so so let's let's have a, a breath of fresh air here um we have aew full gear coming up next saturday all right by the time you're listening to this it may be it may be this saturday or you know it may be saturday by the time you're listening to it who so, knows so who knows right could be 30 minutes until saturday uh, who knows <laughs> um but uh, you do have um, <laughs> uh, AEW Full Gear, uh, November 9th. Uh, it's going to be an awesome show, by the way. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's going to be something else. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have uh, two matches that we talked about already, uh, which we're going to probably expand upon maybe a little bit more here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one of the matches on the card was just announced, um, Adam Page versus Pac. So that's going to be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to continue that rivalry here. Uh, Steven, do you see maybe Adam Page finally getting his win over Pac, or is, is this going to be a long-term thing, more 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 build to this feud here between Pac and Adam Page? I think it's going to be a little bit more build, personally. Uh, I do think Pac's going to go over here, kind of leading Hangman to go on this uh, crazy chase, kind of blood feud with Pac, saying, you know, like, uh, I'm the better man, and and I'm going to prove it to you, and and things like that. Um, It's going to be a killer match, for sure. I do see Pac going over just because, you know, Hangman, he's, he's, he's really good at being the underdog. Yeah, you know, and, and I do think that they should keep him there for a little bit. Yeah, because that's where his character and, <clears throat> and his stardom really shines, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, so I, I do think it's a better uh, option for Pack to go over here. Okay, interesting. Uh, I, I also agree. I would I would say Pack would probably be the better way to go. I think once Hangman, you know, maybe gets his his win over Pack, maybe that's the turning. That's the turning point for him as a character. Right. Um, that's really where I think they're going with it. Yeah. Or, I mean, they've also teased him possibly turning heel as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, that could be interesting, too. Um, Adam Page is a heel. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this will be a very good match. Yeah. Pack. let me just say, Pack has been killer 
in AEW. Yeah. Like he he's obviously Pack Neville, however you know him. He he's always been a great wrestler, but he's just really brought out the big guns in, in AEW and every single one of his his matches has been top quality. Top top quality, yeah. Yeah, he he's fantastic for sure. Um more top quality here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Young Bucks will be taking on the Proud and the Powerful, Santana or Ortiz. Uh, so that'll be weird name. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't like the, the mm, name? Not a fan personally. Yeah. I mean, I like LAX. I don't I don't know if there was like a copyright issue, but I yeah. thought I thought TNA would let them kind of still be LAX. Right? Maybe not. I don't know. I definitely preferred um, LAX for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't know. The, the pr- <laughs> Proud and Powerful is just. What? I'll I'll take it. I mean, it's whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, Santana and Ortiz, like they're 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 not changing. Like they're they're the same right. wrestler. So I'll I'll take it. It's just I'm not a big fan of the name, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. You know. I fully envision this match being full of spots. Oh yeah. Yeah. More more yeah. spots than a leopard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, maybe Santana and Ortiz go over here. I don't know. Do you think? You think? I don't really know. I I, I think uh, I think that'd probably be the better decision, just because with uh, you know they have the whole inner circle thing going on right now, and they're they're really trying to push the inner circle being the top dogs and and the elite being the underdogs that are that are trying to topple them. But we're still very very early on in that storyline, so I think they're going to continue to to try to build the the inner circle to be this you know crazy force faction yeah. uh, w- within the company so i do think i see proud and powerful going over here um but young bucks are going to look great out there too so yeah well and if the young bucks do win i mean obviously proud and powerful can still attack them after the bell and still get of course their heat back and all that good stuff so yeah yeah um jericho versus cody oh. singles match for the AEW world championship we we've already talked about it a little bit here there's 60 minute time limit uh uh Three judge panel mm-hmm. will be involved as well. If the match doesn't go to, uh, if the match goes over the sixty minute time limit, then uh, judges panel will actually um, score the match. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, it'll be something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do see it going the full sixty minutes, mm-hmm. um, which you know, I don't know if there's anybody else out there who thinks it will, but yeah, I, I do see that happening. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, do you think Cody has any chance in this one here, Steven? No, no, <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. um, it, in like a completely, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? In, in a vacuum, Cody could definitely win for sure. Uh, but with everything that's going on in AEW and the stories they're they're trying to tell, it's gonna be Jericho for sure. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Moxley and Omega God lights damn. out match. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be something else. I will say uh, because I do believe in fairness here in criticism. Yes, right. Um, this is not necessarily the match that you would want to be the first match between the two of these guys. I mean, if the lights out match is going to be, you know, the 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 big deal, right? Mm-hmm. The big draw. That's what everybody, what all the the blood feuds build to. Um, shouldn't you have just like a few regular matches, right? 
Right. You know? I mean, well, I know also, they had a tag match against each other, but I mean, that doesn't really count, though. Really, yeah, you know, yeah. in terms of a blood feud, that really doesn't count. Right. But they, they've also mentioned, you know, they had that segment with Moxley going into Tony Khan's uh, office and, you know, causing a big blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, this match isn't going to count necessarily right and, and AEW has been putting a lot of weight on these these records and, and the win-loss records and this match isn't going to count at all so I mean it, it is cool because you know it's this blood feud that they're building and we're finally getting this match that we were pro- promised months ago right um so that is cool but at the same time you know you're you're putting all this weight on these win-loss records and, and to have this big 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 match not necessarily mean anything or count yeah, not a, not a fan of that kind of approach. I, I agree. Yeah, I I wish that it did count. I wish that I even wish that this was just a regular match because mm-hmm. I would have just rather seen a regular match between these two. However, right, this stipulation of it being a lights out unsanctioned match that doesn't count did lead to a fiery fiery killer promo from Moxley. Yeah, it did. That, that was Moxley a, was fantastic. That yep. was a very good promo by yes. John Moxley. Yes. And AEW overall was a great show this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the stuff they they did with Cody was was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um they did a lot of cool stuff like obviously the Lucha Bros SCU match that we talked about earlier was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it was a good episode of uh uh, of it as well. And I know you're a big fan of Rick and Morty. So yes. the, R- Rick and Morty was all over that AEW show. Yes. Did, did, did your roommate Chase get to see it? Because I know he's a huge fan of Rick uh, and yes, Morty. Yes, he did actually. Yes. Yeah. What did, what did he think? Uh, of, he uh, was like, he was just chuckling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chuck Taylor mate for a great Rick Sanchez. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. He was, he was spot on in character with all that. So yeah. Uh, it was a little bit uh, a little bit strange you know, with all the people in the crowd with the Rick and Morty masks on. I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they had the end with LAX with the, the Rick and Morty masks on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, that's the uh, that's the AEW full gear card so far. Um, now, again, with all things being fair, mm-hmm. um, this is a, a, a preview a, a little bit here. And we were highly critical of WWE in that they had only had three matches announced for Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. uh, back when the back when that took place, mm-hmm. whenever that was. <laughs> um, Feels like so long ago. I know, right? <laughs> Time just slowly goes by these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're gonna have to fill in some of these gaps here too. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, guys, uh, hope you got a lot of. Uh, build here for AEW this week because you, you need probably about f- at least four more matches here on this card. I would say they're probably going to fit another three in there. Yeah. Um, me me personally, you know the the Cody match, the Cody Jericho match is going to be very long. Right. So I mean that that takes the place of at least two matches right there. Well, you've um, been very dedicated to watching AEW mm-hmm. uh, every week since it started. Um, I mean. Is, uh, f- are there any feuds that you see stand out or any matches that you could see possibly added to the card, Steven? I mean, honestly, what it, really, whatever's on the card right now is a lot of what's going on with AEW right now. And, uh, I mean, there there definitely are some matches that they can put together. I mean, they could do, like, they they, they still need to do something with Kip Sabian. We saw him last week, and, and that was cool. Um the Shima still hasn't been huh. around for a little bit, and you do something with Shima. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely some talent that they could put on the roster, but in terms of like story building and things like that, 
pretty much what's going on right yeah, now. Well, you well know? we haven't seen. I mean, I think Darby Allen was on Dark, maybe, mm-hmm. um, not too long ago, but we haven't seen him since like week two, right, on the main show. Um, I'd like to see more done with him. Maybe even a little bit more done with Joey Janela. Um, I, <clears throat> I think put Peter Avalon in a match, please. It, yeah, well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> the, the librarian. I don't know. Just give me like Peter Avalon versus like Janela or or yeah. something. You well, know, I think they're they're teasing a Janela Jimmy Havoc one on one match. Oh, okay. So I, I don't which Janela uh, actually has the worst record in AEW right now. He's got six losses. Yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. Does that include his lights out match with Kenny? No. Oh no. yeah, they unsanctioned, it, unsanctioned. They, they did not put it on the no, record, it, so yeah. they, they they stood by that. Yeah, best uh, best record in the company is currently Scorpio Sky. Well, where's his title shot? He's he's the champion already. Champ, champ. <laughs> um, that's all but, I got to say about that. To be fair, though, mo- <laughs> most of those wins are tag matches. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Huh? Who's who? Do you know who the winning winningest singles competitor is currently? No. A singles competitor. No, I do mm. not know. Interesting. Might be Cody. It's probably Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We'll just have to wait and see when we get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's the that is the rundown, <laughs> the short and silly rundown for full gear. I'm sure it'll be a great show. It's gonna be a great show. Yeah, we'll, we'll review it next week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what ev- what other matches they they come up with in there. Um, Jurassic Express has been very over recently, so I I could see them being thrown into some sort of tag match, possibly. Yeah. Um, maybe even with the Lucha Bros, have the Lucha Bros go over to get a little bit more momentum back from them losing from SCU. Yeah, possibly. I don't yeah. know. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I could see a rematch happening. Maybe a, a SCU versus um, Lucha Bros rematch for the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I could see that happening for sure. I mean, I could also see, well, you brought up the Jurassic Express. Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. Um, I'm waiting for Luchasaurus to get back, though, his, mm-hmm. his injury. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing against Marco Stunt, who's no, no. filled in fantastically. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for that. I'm, I'm waiting for Luchasaurus to get back, and you know that'll be that'll probably be when they put the titles on the the Jurassic Express for sure. Um, let's uh, let's see here. What else do we got left for this week here? Oh yes, another new segment here. Da 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 da. Match of the week. Da 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 da. Now there was a lot of good matches this week here. A lot of good ones here. Uh, we had a. Uh, a pretty decent showing here from uh, obviously SCU and Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. Very good match. Very good match. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the uh, Kabuki Warriors taking on, I believe, it was Tegan Knox and uh, uh, Kota Kai. Oh, okay, I missed that one. That was a good match. Right on. That was on NXT. I like uh, I like Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox. Yeah, Dakota Kai. Kabuki Warriors, obviously, very good. Yes, yes. I'll have to go back and check that out. That was it. Was very good. It was very good. Um. I will also make note here, obviously, the Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole match was mm. very, very good. Yes. Uh, but, and we might be cheating a little bit here, but, hey, we make the rules around here, you guys. <laughs> um, you, for match of the week, you have to go all the way to Ireland. Yes. To OTT Wrestling. And just get it out of the way. Both of us agree this is match of the week for sure. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, a year-long storyline, uh, a, a blood feud, if you will, between former best friends 
David Starr and Jordan Devlin took place at OTT's fifth year anniversary show. Um, and it was a banger. Yes. Uh, that Jordan Devlin put the title on the line. Uh, you have, uh, look, I'm a sucker for, for like video packages. Yeah. Yeah. And this one gave me chills. Yeah. Like, uh, it was all about like, you know, uh, two wrestlers on two different paths who were former best friends, you know, Jordan Devlin signing with WWE, David Starr being Mr. Independent. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it just—it was just an awesome, awesome match. Yeah, well, one of my favorite uh, aspects of like the story they were telling is that OTT basically turned on Jordan Devlin through the sheer charisma of yeah. David Starr. Yeah, yeah. like it, and the, <laughs> the, the the crowd just turned against Jordan Devlin. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's been a very long time since I've seen a match where the crowd is literally fifty-fifty. Yeah, literally fifty fifty. Like there, there were Jordan Chance and David Chance the entire night, and the crowd was crazy behind them as well. And yes, yeah, it, they they built something special here. Yeah, the, I mean, if you have a chance, go and see o- over the top wrestling uh, OTT as we were calling it here. Mm-hmm. Um, just like with Progress, I think it's only like eight fifty a month. Um, but it's that 850 is worth you at least checking this match out because the crowd is in full voice behind each of these guys here. Um, you know, David Starr is fantastic. Jordan Devlin is fantastic. This match goes about 40 minutes, Mm -hmm. which is 30, 30 to 40 minutes. Um, just an all out war between these two. And, uh, the, the finish was great. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you know. I mean nothing. Nothing more can be said about Jordan Devlin and David Starr than we've than we've already said. You know, like yes. D- David Starr is, you know, he's your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. He's yes, he is incredible. Like he he's honestly he's as close to the perfect all around package of what a wrestler should be in yeah. 2019. And then you have Jordan Devlin, who is amazing in his own right, and one of my personal favorites, just because. And I've I've had this comparison on the show before. Every move that Jordan Devlin does looks like a stock video of what that move is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> he he executes everything so so perfectly, and then you combine yes. that with you know the the endurance of david star the charisma of david star and and put it in this long form match just let the guys go and then on top of that you add this crazy blood feud this fantastic storyline that this fantastic mm-hmm. video package and you just get this 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 match was damn near perfect mm-hmm. really well and just to kind of give you a summary of of the story leading up to the match mm-hmm. too because i think that's just as important as the match itself here. absolutely i mean it, it's very similar to how uh you know how we talked about the johnny gargano and champa match where yes. where the story is extremely important to how the match plays out yes because you have um similarly with the jordan devlin and david star match uh, I mean, or rather the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano match, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, David Starr and Jordan Devlin started out as best friends, right? Tag team, you know, they were, you know, Jordan Devlin needed David Starr to help fight w- against Walter. Mm-hmm. Walter took the title from Jordan Devlin uh, in, in OTT, held the title for forever, right? Just as Walter does. Right. Um, 
there was a tag match that was going to take place where it was going to be Jordan Devlin uh, and Will Ospreay taking on, I think it was Walter and Timothy Thatcher, I want to say. And Will Ospreay could not make the show, so they put in uh, David Starr, mm-hmm. right? And all, all good, all good. Um, there's a turning point in the match where David, uh, uh, Jordan Devlin goes to uh, to his finisher, this this like package pile driver on Volter, who and nobody thought he could do it mm-hmm. right. So it was stunning that it even happened. It's crazy in its own right, yeah. And David stars on the outside of the ring, and he sees that you know uh, the ref go and count one, two, and then David Starr pulls the ref out of the ring. Yep. So if nobody, if David Starr couldn't beat Volter, nobody can beat Volter. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, he pulls the ref out of the ring. Jordan Devlin has no idea what's going on. Volter takes advantage of this, wins the match, right? <clears throat> so, fast forward a little bit here. Jordan Devlin and David Starr have a match. Jordan Devlin goes over. We all think it's okay, it's it's over, it's whatever, it's mm-hmm. fine. Well, this starts to really irritate David Starr. And he goes on this whole diatribe for a year about how he's really you know, what OTT is, right? Mm-hmm. It's not David Starr, or it's not, it's not Jordan Devlin, who's, you know, Ireland's hero, right? Um, you know, it's him, because he's the one who cares about independent wrestling. He's the one who cares about the fans and giving them a proper show and, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And it's meant to be very heelish, but he's saying it very genuinely, mm-hmm. right? Because that's really how he feels, I'm sure. And you get into all these details about, well, Jordan Devlin signs with WWE and he's got this contract deal and David Starr's Mr. Independent. Yeah, and every time Jordan Devlin's talking about whatever's going on, it's always I, me. Yeah. And with with David Starr, it's always we, us. Uh, Yeah. No, it's, it, um, the, the video package is very chilling. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think this is, it tells you everything that you need to know about the feud. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just a fantastic match. So, uh, I mean, definitely honorable mention to those other matches that we talked about previously, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox taking on the, the Kabuki warriors. And then obviously, um, uh, Adam Cole and, and Daniel Bryan having a, an mm-hmm. awesome, awesome match. And uh, SCU Lucha bros, SCU Lucha bros as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, the inaugural, uh, match of the week, Takes place in OTT. Yeah, good very old, well deserved. Good old Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we uh, we're we're just about out of time. But it wouldn't be an episode of Headlock Talk without, of course, if wishes were fishes. So, uh, if this is your first episode of Headlock Talk, uh, or if this is your last episode of Headlock Talk, uh, <laughs> we we always like to play this little game here at the end of the show called If Wishes Were Fishes, where Steven and I take turns making wrestling wishes, and the other grades them in terms of fishes. Indeed. How exciting. It's pretty silly, but we have fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, so who's going? Who's going first this week? I don't know, Stephen. Do you, do you have a, a, a burning wish that needs to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I can go universe. first. Okay. Um, I have I have a non fun one. Uh oh! Right out the get go, so we'll get that over with. A non fun wish, and then have some fun. Um, okay. Yeah. So if wishes were fishes, man, this is the last straw with Saudi Arabia. 
nice. I am uh, me as a fan. Yeah, I'm I'm done. It, it's to the unacceptable point for me. Mm. Um, you you can't have uh, a member of a foreign government treating your roster like that. Mm. And uh, ev- all of these things that have come out about. Uh, this deal just sour it for me. Mm -hmm. And I I really think that at this point it is not worth it. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Um, No, I mean, that's a, that's a very good wish. And I think that leads perfectly into, into my wish as well. Perfect. Uh, So uh, yes, because that is a stinging indictment of uh, WWE. um, I'm definitely going to give you uh, four and a half white spotted eagle stingrays ooh four ooh. four and a half that's a beautiful stingray that that extra half go- is is the the stinging end i see <laughs> just for more more effect mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um which leads into my wish if wishes were fishes i i do wish that wwe talents and maybe maybe wrestling talents all around the world heed the message of david star and they actually unionize I yeah. um I, I won't make any bones about it uh because I'm not a perfect person. Right. Right. Um No one is. No one is. But um John Oliver from last week tonight with mm-hmm. John Oliver on HBO. Uh he was very critical of WWE earlier this year and talked a lot about it and I was actually very critical of him, right? And I won't make any bones about it. I'm just going to be honest with you. I I haven't taken any of the tweets down that I put about how wrong John Oliver was about a lot of the things that he said. Right. And he was wrong about a lot of things cuz he's he's not in the know, right? That 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 is what it is. But one thing that I do agree with him on is maybe there should be some structure here. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe there should be somebody who is um working on behalf of the wrestlers there. I mean, look, there's there's an NBA players union Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an NFL players union, you know, I mean, there's all these uh, different organizations that work on behalf of the talent uh, in the NBA and the NFL, you know, for their rights. Yeah. Um, maybe it's about time that that actually happens in in wrestling as well. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I completely agree with you on that for sure. Um, you know, I've, I've voiced my opinions on this before in the past as well. And, you know, there, there's been this, you know, with, with, AEW Dynamite coming out and uh, Fox or uh, SmackDown moving to Fox. There's been a lot of weight putting on or put on with wrestling being portrayed as the sport that it is, right? Um, whether that be win loss records or whatever. But like you said, you know, there's a there's NBA players union, there's NFL players union, and I, I do think that is for the best. You know, the these guys are going out there, um, you and, know, and girls. And girls, for sure, guys and gals, uh, they're they're going out there on on the whim of a company, you know. And there needs to be structure, and there needs to be a person looking out for their best interest, for sure. I completely agree. Um, yes. For that wish, um, I'm going to give you the full five, uh, five red snappers. Oh snap! Yeah, oh snap! Because <laughs> oh snap! Exactly. Yeah. Um. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well. Uh, now that we've gotten those very critical wishes out of the way, yes, yes, let's, let's have some fun wishes here. Okay, so okay, <laughs> Chris Jericho is going to win that match between him and Cody, right? That, that's it's there's no way around it, in my opinion. That that's how that's going to go. But this is a fun segment. So if wishes were fishes, John Moxley goes over Kenny Omega. Right, yes. I already think that's going to happen. 
but this is the part of the wish. Uh, Cody goes over Chris Jericho, okay, meaning that Cody is now the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, mm-hmm. which would lead to Cody versus John Moxley mm. at whatever their WrestleMania equivalent is going to be. Uh, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they've decided what their quote unquote WrestleMania equivalent show is. They might. I mean, they'd be foolish not to do a show on WrestleMania weekend. Hundred percent. Yeah, which is going to really suck because we're going to have to figure out what we're going to watch. Yeah, which <laughs> is why I think Cody versus John Moxley would be a fantastic main event for that type of show because those are two ex WWE guys fighting for the biggest title in a rival company. That's a, that's a good storyline to tell, especially for WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if they made it, uh, if they built it up as a good story, and it's like, and and I have my 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 bones about that too. How you know, and they've they've played on this all the time uh, in AEW. Oh, we're not doing this like that other company, right? We're, we're not, you know, this isn't like that other place. You know, I mean, saying that just gives more credence to WWE, right? It's like we know that this other place exists, and right. and with all intents and purposes here, AEW is kind of a show for the insiders, mm-hmm. and um, they they do make those kind of uh, you know um, those little those little jabs, those little slights, yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, it's it's within their right, I I, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be down for Moxley and, and Cody. I think they would have a great match together. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that said, uh, I'm actually going to give you, da, 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 da. let me find a good fish here. What, what do I really think of that wish? <laughs> um, I do like it a lot. Um, and I think that, uh, if that happens, oh man, more breaking news. Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, more breaking news. This is this is actually soccer related. Oh, um, cool. Let me see here. Um, let me see here. Here, here's some fish. Okay, <laughs> finally, you found the fish. I found a fish. <laughs> Thank God. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, let me see. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna actually give that uh three. Uh, Queen Triggerfish here mm. because, yes, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right I, on. I, I I ran out of like <laughs> smart quippy. That's thing. okay. That's Saudi okay. Arabia has just completely pillaged <laughs> my my life the last few days. So I guess <laughs> I don't know. No, it's beautiful. I'll, I'll take the fish. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just for that, I'll I'll, I'll I'll bump it up to an extra two fish. I'll oh, give sweet. You, I'll give you five queen trigger fish. Man, I'm going to eat for a week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't eat fish, but whatever. <laughs> um, Maybe I'll put them in my fish tanks. <laughs> hmm. Um, well, so for if wishes were fishes, um, let me see here. What What would I wish for? Um, here's something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if wishes were fishes, I would stay, I would have, uh, we just saw Tyler Bate. We, I mean, I've, I've been on a roll recently, Stephen. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've noticed this here. I have. Uh, but yeah, Tyler, Tyler Bate got to NXT. You know, he had a match with Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. That was cool. No, no, um, Jordan Devlin, uh, no Jordan Devlin sightings there. Uh, <coughs> and that's, that's fine. You know, that's whatever it is. 
Okay. Um, obviously, you know, the SCU stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm getting a little bit closer here, Stephen. I'm getting a little bit closer. Okay. Okay. So here's what I here's You're what losing I want. me. Bring it back. Okay. Sorry. Um, I, I guess um, what I want out of this here, Stephen, I know last time we were in the same room, I asked for a ring of honor to, to, to invade NXT. Yes. Beautiful wish. Yes. I would, I would love that to happen. Um, but if wishes were fishes, um, let's have... Uh, Walter have a match at War Games. Okay. Mm. So let me see here. Mm. Who could Walter face conceivably that would be good? Um, yeah, let's let's have a, a number one contenders match. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Devlin wins a number one contenders match to face Walter at War Games NXT. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they, just like Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate before them, uh, they have a barn burner of a match on NXT pay-per-view. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it gets Jordan Devlin ex- some exposure there, especially hot off that awesome match that he had with David Starr. Hell yeah. No, I really like that wish. I mean, I will never, ever say no to a, uh, a devlin Valter match for sure. Both guys are, are, you know, extremely talented, especially, like you said, with Devlin coming off hot off the heels of that OTT match. You know, keep his momentum going. Get him in that number one contender spot. Get him in that match at War Games. Uh, I I do think that would be really good for the both of them, honestly. Um, so for that wish, I'm gonna give you. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm gonna give you four kingfish. Yes, because yes, king. Exactly, because <laughs> yes, king. Yes, king. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, thank you for the fish, man. Thank you for my fish. Yeah. I think this was a good episode here. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, If you guys enjoyed today's episode, like Steven and I did, uh, and you want to give back to Headlock Talk in any way, shape, or form, uh, we just ask this of you. Okay. Uh, Leave us a a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And make sure to hit that subscribe button. That (laughs) way, so you can always stay in tune with Headlock Talk. We come out on every Sunday. Sometimes we drop a little bonus episode here and there. Um, So keep an eye out for those. Um, But beyond that, um, if you're a sponsor out there and you like the sound of Steve and I's voices. In a world. Uh, you know, we would certainly love to uh, to help you out in any way, shape, or form. You know, whether that's through audiobooks or uh, me undies or Casper mattress. If y'all are listening out there, hey, look, we'll we'll plug your stuff. Man. We will. <laughs> We're big fans of your products. Yes. Uh, so yes, if you if you're a sponsor out there and you want to get in touch with us, hit us up headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, that's headlocktalk at gmail.com uh, for any business inquiries. Um, Stephen, am I forgetting anything? I think that's everything, man. Okay, well, that's everything. All right, well, just wanted to make sure. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. We, yes, thank we you. Do surely appreciate it, and thank you, Stephen, for coming back this week. Of course, no, it, it's really <laughs> good to be back. I, I was uh, very bummed that I that I missed last week's episode. I was feeling very under the weather, um, but it, it's good to be back. Yes, and I am back. So yes, and thank you to to Josh again for for filling in for Steven last yes. week. Josh from Wrestling Reverb, what Wrestling a guy! Reverb. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, y'all take care of yourselves out there, and uh, just uh, you know, we'll see you again next time for some more Headlock Talk. Later, y'all. Bye bye.
How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home.